This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. of the week here on the program. Always so much to talk about. Check us out via TuneIn Radio, OO Tunes if you're enjoying us on AMI-audio. And of course, weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern across Canada on AMI-tv, wherever you are around the world. Thanks for being with us. I'm Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan. She's at the studio in Toronto. And it's time for a community report. Of course, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we start off hour two with a community report. And this is where we check in from different parts of the country uh, with our low vision and blind community members over there. And they keep us posted on cool things, happenings that are going on in their neck of the woods. A lot of these uh, experiences are accessible to the community as well. Sometimes they're just interesting, so we keep posted. Marissa Hersey Meisner is joining us now from St. John, New Brunswick, to tell us about what's going on there. Happy New Year, Marissa. Yes, Happy New Year to you. It was a great holiday. Yeah, I'm, I hope you had a, a nice, relaxing one and a good start to the New Year. I did, actually. Um, enjoyed a lot of those uh, interesting uh, concerts and so forth that I'd shared in November. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it was good. Awesome. Well, let's get going with some of the things that um, you wanted to get to. The first one is New Brunswick Community College Call for Participation. Two ways to participate uh, for this call. So what is it that they're calling about and how can we get involved? Okay, well, the call for participation is, um, it's a three-year study that they're doing uh, regarding accessibility standards. And it's a go-free, barrier-free um, study that basically is going to capture the gaps and the best practices in in information and technology um, accessibility. And the purpose of this uh, program is basically to support research that helps identify and remove barriers regarding accessibility. And the the project is funded uh, basically by uh, the Accessibility Standards uh, Development Group. And it's going to capture the barriers from information and communication technologies, the built environment, and transportation. So, um, and as part of the design process, uh, they'll be conducting it through surveys or interviews. And it's all for persons um, living with individuals um, that are living with disabilities or persons that take care of persons with disabilities that can mm. participate in this. So I think it's going to be a great study. And I know I've already signed up. Um, and so I've contacted Andrew Urquhart and have myself already booked for a Friday interview with him. And so I'm looking forward to that because uh, I think it's important that we speak up regarding the barriers and the issues that uh, we as persons with disabilities encounter on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so I've received the questionnaire and uh, great questions. And I think that... Uh, you know, as we uh, share the feedback, we should uh, hopefully get some results. Um, I know when you do studies, it seems like forever before, you know, those studies get to, to any sort of implement, 
implementation, but uh, I think um, this is at least a good start. Marisa, this is going to be a really interesting journey for you, and I'm sure we'll keep posted on how things go because this is a three-year study that they're conducting. Is it that is, that is how correct. long? Yeah. So it's not necessarily like we talk a lot about, you know, um, forums and kind of like town hall things, especially in very local ways. Uh, but this is Accessibility Standards Canada, and they want to make this a long-term project. Um, so I think that there are going to be a lot of different ways that participants will get to be involved and kind of step into uh, the role of advisory or consultation, but also just to keep reflecting on yourself and your own experience in these three years will be quite an interesting aspect, I think. Well, exactly. And especially here in, in New Brunswick, um, and I, I think in the Maritimes, um, we have a lot of barriers. Um, there's not an accessibility um, framework for standards regarding accessibility or anything. So we need to really work on those things. And, and that's one of the things that I will bring up that we need legislation here in New Brunswick. And, and I realize that Accessible um, Canada is mostly focused on federal legislation or governments, but uh, I know that the questionnaire had also had like for businesses and things like that. So I will definitely be putting in my feedback uh, regarding that. Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. And they're looking for people of all kinds of disabilities, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, I know that uh, they they mentioned that if you have an intellectual or cognitive uh, disability, that, you know, a care person or, or somebody that's able to speak on your behalf and, and you give them consent, then then they can do that. So okay. They've definitely got their work cut out for them with something like this, but I'm really glad, they especially do. this form of of uh, study or research, I guess. Excuse me. Yes. Okay. I, I like also the future, the, the fact that looking at funding things, that it's so many things yeah. that over the period of time will come up. Uh, your second topic, Frank's home here. We've been having this struggle here in London, Ontario. I've mentioned it on the program too and just in passing in conversations. We've had a 44-year-old homeless man passed away after a fire at a, ho a homeless uh, person's encampment. Yes, actually, so, um, his his name is uh, Peter Evan MacArthur, a 44-year-old man here in the uh, city of St. John. Um, you want to take a second, went, Marisa? Yeah, Marisa, just hang on yeah. a moment. You grab a, glad, a, a bit of water or something mm -hmm. or a clear, and uh, I'll just we'll go on a little this, bit yeah. here about what situation I've seen with this stuff. And uh, here in London, we have several encampments around town. And of course, people are, are building fires to keep warm. Uh, we had a very tragic accident last year. Um, and what happened last year was this lady needed to keep warm. And unfortunately, uh, things got out of hand and the tent she was in caught on fire. And um, she fatally, uh, she, wow. she managed to get taken to the hospital survived for a while and passed away. And we see this going on here. I know I've heard of it in Kitchener, uh, Ontario as well, and I'm sure across the country, people have mentioned this, Marisa, as really a horrifying thing that's been going on because we have so many people who have got out there and now living living rough. Um, let's talk about this 44-year-old man, if we would. Okay, this 44-year-old man apparently um, suffered uh, with alcoholism. 
uh, most of his life. And uh, but this wasn't his home. Uh, he actually had lived in an orphan shelter, but he was visiting uh, friends at the encampment. And what happened was uh, either candle, they're, they're not exactly sure how the fire started, but they they think it might have been a candle that fell over and because they had protein, protein um, tanks there and so on, they exploded mm -hmm. and uh, the fire caught quickly. And um, he actually went in trying to save individuals. So oh, his mom boy. is um, actually calling him a hero for trying to rescue these individuals. And there were numerous other individuals that had got burned in uh, burns on their bodies and so on. And so it was a real tragedy. And this, um, I know last evening they had a vigil in the community and um, honoring him and his life, but also um, the outpouring of concern for these communities and these individuals that do live out on the streets. and. It's been a real issue here. I, I know right across the Maritimes and across the country. And I think it's really sad because we, we don't live in a third world country. We we live in one of the richer countries in the world. And uh, we're, we're struggling with these issues. And it's, it's really sad to see that they're living in cold, um, inhumane um, situations. Now, I will say that... Uh, the uh, local MP, uh, Wayne Long, for the riding of St. John Rossi, has uh, uh, posted on Facebook today that, that there will be an announcement uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. regarding housing funding or something. We don't really know what that looks like at this point, but hopefully it's really good news for affordable housing and so on. The other thing is, is um, the New Brunswick Green Leader uh, Party member um, has um, suggested that, that we look at other ways, such as BC, in having housing where it has some other supports linked to it, such as your social developments, your um, your mental health and addiction counselors or any nursing or anything like that included in like a housing development. And so I think that that's important um, as well. I know that Sophia House here has, uh, which is a, a woman's uh, recovery center, mm. has been expanding lately and, and so on and so forth. So there are some things that are happening but for those that are living out in the cold and that don't want to go to a shelter because, I mean, St. John has opened up winter shelters, but some don't want to go to the shelters because there's rules and regulations. You have to, you know, be in a certain time and, and all those things. And so I, I just think that we, we really need to focus on this right now. And, um, uh, Hopefully something will be done soon. Yeah, no, of course, Marisa. And like, as you mentioned, it's the mental health, it's the lack of support on all kinds of levels, affordability, you know, these conversations that we have in very isolated ways, like, oh yeah, you know, housing is terrible across the country, um, but what does that lead to, right? And then you compound that with mental health challenges that people are having, compound that with uh, drug abuse and how we're turning and coping and protecting ourselves. And then you end up in these really 
incredibly harsh situations and numbers across the board rising um, for these kind of troubled uh, circumstances for people. And we start to think like, where did we go wrong? Lots of ways we went wrong. Marisa, we're not going to have time to get into this last bit, but I just wanted to shout it out because it is a really good resource. Um, because emergency rooms are at overcapacity, the public is encouraged to visit sowhywait.ca, and this is to help choose the best option for care for you, such as a pharmacist, primary health care provider, after-hours clinics, virtual care, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot going on, so I think it's just a great resource for people to visit. Okay, so it's called... Um, so why wait.ca and we got to let you go but thank you so much marisa okay thank you you have a great day you too talk to you next month Thanks. marisa hersey meisner joins us from st john new brunswick we covered a lot on today's community report so if you need to take down some notes check out the podcast and go revisit uh the episode up next folks question what are the most popular New Year's resolutions? If you have resolutions, how can you keep them? We discuss more with registered nurse Leslie Depoe in two minutes. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.